Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to the John Nassim Show, a new mind development project focusing on issues of concern. We're broadcasting from Orange County, New York. This is your host, John Nassim, on Blog Talk Radio. We'd like to begin by saying, with God's name, the merciful benefactor, the merciful redeemer, peace be upon you all. And once again, we welcome you. This is a third part of a topic that we have been addressing, which is Prophet Muhammad, the second coming of Christ Jesus. And uh, last week we mentioned, you know, we don't want to be physicalizing our understanding, but we're talking about the spirit, the word and the spirit of of uh, God and Prophet Muhammad and Jesus. Jesus being the prophet before Prophet Muhammad and he spoke in a symbolic way in, in his writing and in the Bible and Prophet Muhammad came to clarify what Prophet Muhammad uh, came and brought in his first coming. So uh, I think this is very interesting because it ties uh, religion, it ties the prophets, it ties revelation together. And uh, one of the things that our leading Imam Marky Muhammad had mentioned in so many articles that he had written in the past is the problem with religion today is the chain of light or the truth from east to west have been broken. And this chain must be repaired with clear understanding, clear truth, the reality. And, uh, you know, the workers of Shaitan or Satan quite nasty are busy. And one of the most significant things for them is to divide. And once you divide, you can conquer. So we have uh, evidence. We have evidence in the Quran and actually evidence also in the Bible that God's religion is one. He has no partners. He has no associates. And nothing is like him. And uh, this is very important for our understanding. Uh, last week, we talked about a book. It was called uh, Prophets, Models for Humanity. And it was written by a, a woman, a sister, Aliyah Atar. And if we can check that out, I suggest that you do talk about all of the prophets from Adam to Prophet Muhammad, all of them in the reasons that they came to enlighten man, to elevate man, but man went into darkness, God out of his mercy sent prophets to return him back to their origin, their natural way. And also there's a very, very powerful book called Jesus, Prophet of Islam. And as we mentioned a couple of weeks or last week, that Islam means submission to God. So in other words, don't be thrown off by Arabic names because, first of all, you've got to understand what these names mean. And the word Islam means submission, submission to God. And uh, we've been working very hard under Imam Wati Muhammad's leadership and trying to establish unity amongst the prophets, also the scriptures. Because as we've mentioned, that if you don't believe in the prophets or you don't believe in God's scripture, 
from all of his prophets saying quite naturally you don't believe in God because God is responsible for these things. And he didn't send prophets just specifically for me because I'm a Muslim or you because you're a Christian or a Jew or whatever the case. He sent revelation to guide mankind on the straight path. Keep that in mind. So don't think we have anything special here. Especially, yes, but not especially for us as individuals. You know, Christ Jesus and Prophet Muhammad both represents the word and the spirit of God, his light, his spirit, his truth. Jesus taught in symbolic language, and Muhammad came in the end, the seal of the prophet, as the last prophet of mankind, the seal of the prophets, to manifest Jesus' signs into clear language or clear understanding. Prophet Muhammad is the second coming of Jesus, Christ Jesus, not in the body, but in the word and the spirit of the one God, the creator of all material. And uh, I'd like to also mention again that the program is based on uh, this particular program. and Much of what I bring to the radio station is based on the teachings of Imam Wadi Muhammad. Uh, as I mentioned, that the problem in religion, very serious problem too, and this problem is a serious problem of a very serious nature because this is God's work, and God is the one who gave us religion or what we call deen. Deen is the uh, the uh, way, a natural way of life. Deen al-fitra, it, it agrees with the very nature that human life was created in. Actually, everything in the whole environment of God's creation, it agrees with that also. The sun, the moon, the trees, we depend on these things, and these things also depend on us. Actually, this is our library, our workshop, the whole universe that God created. It agrees with us, and we, we are in agreement with this. It, the chain of light, truth from east to west, have been broken. And this was created by Satan, the evil worshipers or evil workers of Satan. And actually, these workers, they're not visible where we can see them. They hide in religion. They're religious. As a matter of fact, they understand religion probably better than many of us. Because how could you undo something if you don't know how it's formulated? So they hide in religion. Uh, in order to break the chain of light that's coming to mankind because Satan said to God, when God gave him respite from hell, he said, give him an opportunity to prove that mankind is not worthy of the high position of being Khalifa or ruler on the earth. And God granted him that to the day of judgment. And he promised that he would come at man from in front of him, from behind him, from the left, and from the right. And God reminded him that you can take them all. He said, but the only one that you will not be able to touch is his devoted servants. So keep that in mind. So we strive to connect those chains of religion. You know, Satan, he's working on Abraham to destroy the 
the idea of Abraham that uh, God says in the Quran that Abraham was not a Christian or a Jew, but he was one who submitted to God. And now we get back to the word, the Islamic word, submission, uh, is Islam. Islam means to submission. Musalam uh, means one who submits. So Abraham was one who submits. Same thing in Jesus. And Jesus was a prophet of Islam. Now, we're not saying this to insult you as a Christian or a Jew because we know how dear you hold your religion. But sometimes when people come to clarify uh, what people bought in the past and put it in clear language, it might be a little too much for us. To, too much light sometimes blind us. But just take our time. Try to understand better because we as Muslims who follow Imam Warathi Muhammad's leadership we're going back and we're trying to understand the religion in a way that God sent it to us, the way that God gave it to us. And uh, quite nasty, God knows best. You know, before I go on, you know, this program is so short, it's only a half hour, so we break it up in parts. But I just wanted to mention in 1998 and 99, traveled to Europe. We went to the Rome. We visited Pope John Paul. The Focolari movement is a, a Catholic group. We went in their presence in person. Next year, Pope John Paul II invited Imam Warathi Muhammad back. And we had a, a group of about 90-some-odd members of our community, Muslim community, and they invited us. They treated us very well. Uh, actually, Imam Warathi Muhammad spoke on the day of the talk on the... Uh, that the uh, Pope John Paul II had invited him, and uh, he gathered there, invited him to speak, and it was a wonderful time. And actually, he even allowed us to stay in his former summer home up in the mountains, provided us with a room for prayer, a place to call the Adon. And actually, they even had some prayer rugs in the place. And they also went out and uh, purchased uh, halal, special halal, meets for us. So when you work to make the connection, then quite naturally you'll be able to make the connection. We don't want to get hung up on small things. We want to see what we have in common so we can unify. Very, very important. Who? We talked about uh, the wicked. How Jesus, um, the prophets, came to address the wickedness in society. And Imam Warathi Muhammad, he raised a question. He said, who are, who are the wicked that the second coming of Jesus will condemn? And then he mentioned that they are the same that was condemned at the first coming, the coming of Christ. And Christ came and he was addressing, he was speaking about the money changes and the sinners in the society, he condemned them. He didn't come to glorify them. He came to condemn them. And, you know, quite nasty, we go to sleep very easy because Satan don't sleep. (laughs) Satan don't go to sleep. So when Jesus, Satan came upon the scene and he created divisions all over again. And out of the mercy of God, he sends another prophet in the second coming of Jesus in the word and the spirit of God to condemn 
the the wicked. He is coming to condemn the same type of wickedness that is Muhammad. Muhammad, the prophet, the last prophet, the seal of the prophecy. And if we study his work, you know, sometimes we should go out and we have some doubts about people. We go out and find some books related to the topic so we can have a better understanding. You know, a person asked me, he said, do you read the Bible? I said, yes, I read read the Bible. I have several Bibles, and uh, I read them. (laughs) And, you know, how am I going to know how to address a Christian properly if I don't know what a Christian believes in? Uh, What is his reference? His reference is that Bible that he reads. Is that the Bible that was revealed uh, or the the angel that Prophet God revealed to uh, Prophet uh, Jesus? No, I don't believe it is, but I believe that there's enough truth in that book that we see today to, if the seeker for truth, if he's looking for truth, he'll find it. And the reason we know it's not because it could be tampered with because it's not in its original tongue, the original language that it was revealed in. It was lost. Same thing with the Injil or the Book of the Jew. But the Quran is not lost. It's in the Arabic. Anywhere we go on this planet Earth, you will see the Arabic is consistent. So we can say this is what God revealed through the angel Gabriel, the prophet Muhammad. So we strive to understand. And the more we strive to understand right now, see the more God is going to bless us. Christ Jesus came and pointed at the heavens. And Imam Wafi Muhammad, like I said, Jesus is speaking in uh, symbolic language. You know, actually he was speaking in symbolic language because he had to hide what he was saying also because the enemies were right on the scene. And he wasn't speaking just up to the clouds or the sky or the moon or whatever was up in the heavens or how we related to the heavens. He said, but he was speaking to the big religious leaders. He said this was referencing the big religious leaders. Jesus came and pointed to the heavens. He was talking about big religious leaders that's on high and said that the earth was dark. It was darkness. The darkness represents ignorance because the heavens were hypocrites. Now these big, there's Jesus coming to tell you that these big people that's up in the heavens, as we mentioned before, hiding in the church. He said they're hypocrites. And what is a hypocrite? A hypocrite is a person who says they believe in something, but faith, the faith or the belief of what they say they believe is not in their heart. They, they're only giving it lip service. And the reason that they're giving it lip service is because they do not believe. You know, we believe that there are believers, there are disbelievers, and there are hypocrites. A disbeliever will tell you that I do not believe. A believer will tell you that I believe in God. And a hypocrite will tell you that they believe, but they do not really believe. And in essence, a a hypocrite is really a disbeliever worse than the disbeliever because a believer a disbeliever tells you just outright that, no, I don't believe in that. So what is Jesus pointing to? He's pointing to these people who's hiding in religion, and he's say the earth is dark, 
because the heavens were hypocrites. That's some heavy stuff. And we're living in darkness right now. We're living in what is called jahaliyah. Jahaliyah means ignorance, a state of ignorance. It means a place of darkness. And when Prophet Muhammad came, he came to a world of darkness. And actually, he wasn't in Arabia at that time, wasn't the only place that was dark. Matter of fact, the whole earth was dark. The Christian lands were dark. Europe was dark. Everywhere was dark. Actually, Christianity went back to sleep. They flourished and went back to sleep, and it was the light of Islam that woke Christianity back up. And this is how God works. God's religion is one. One religion supporting another. As we mentioned last week, we were talking about the Prophet Muhammad when the pagans were after his followers, they went to a Christian land. And it was the Christians that saved them. He said, no, I will not return them. I will not put them back in your hands because he saw what the Christian, what the Muslim believed was the same beliefs that they had. And quite nasty, it came at two different times, so it wasn't in the same language, but an intelligent man, he could decipher uh, through the message and he could understand that this is a religion of God and uh, God knows best. The established houses of worship have become houses of hypocrites. So God took away their light and made their heaven dark. And the same thing today. If we're hypocritical about what we say we believe in, your house will not work. It won't stand. You can have the most beautiful structure. You can have gold. You can have ivory doors. You can have all of the beautiful floors and stained glass and whatever you want. But if your house is not worshiping God in the right way, the leadership of that house, the congregation of that house, if that house is hypocritical, then God will take the light away and cause your heaven to become dark. And keep this in mind because I'm pretty certain that we're going to see it. We're going to understand it eventually because the conclusion the conclusion of one world that God puts to sleep and when he puts one world to sleep, he gives a new world light. And we see a world coming into a new light, dawning of a new day. The dawning of a new day. And we see the dawn take place every morning. So I'm the position right in front of my computer here, the window I'm facing the east. Every morning, I see a red ball coming up. That's the dawning of a new day. And while it's coming up, everything is dark. If you step away and come back in a minute, everything has been enlightened by the activity of the dawn. And those are signs that God gives us. You know, I was reading in Matthew in the Bible in 5 and 17, and where it mentions that... uh, Matthew said that, didn't say this, Matthew said that he said that. And this wouldn't be scripture for us, this would be hadith or what the Prophet Muhammad, what somebody said that the Prophet Muhammad said. But at any rate, he said that Jesus said, think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not, I have not come to destroy 
but to fulfill. In other words, Jesus didn't come to destroy the law of Moses. He came to fulfill it. The children of Israel went off course, and they failed their mission. And God was a Jew also. He wasn't a Christian. He was never a Christian. There's no word for Jesus in his time. The Christian word didn't exist. He was a Jew. Actually, it says in the Bible that he was a Jew. And when he addressed, he says, think not that he come to destroy Moses' law. He said, I didn't, he didn't come. He came to fulfill it. It's just like a prophet who came prior, and the people failed in the mission, not prophet Moses. He didn't fail. So Jesus stepped in his place to fulfill the obligation that was upon Moses. And now we see Prophet Muhammad come to fulfill it also. And Paul mentioned in the Bible, I believe it was Paul, he says, this day have all things been made pure. In other words, the interpretation of uh, what is pure. What did he make pure? The Holy Quran answers it. And the Holy Quran is a book to con- confirm what God wants or what is in your book, where the people went off course. The Quran says this day all good things have been made pure, not everything. Because if God said don't drink whiskey or strong drinks, don't gamble, don't eat pork, don't eat the blood of dead animals, if, if these things are made pure, then what about fornication? What about adultery? What about lying and stealing and killing and cheating and maiming and crippling? What about those things? He said, if those things were made pure, then adultery. This is why people fornicate right in their church, right in the house, right in the, right in the masjid, right in the temples. Fornicate, have a girlfriend. Adultery, uh, lying and stealing is rampant. Killing, off the chain, as the young people say. The jailhouses are filled with people who was influenced by that kind of thinking. That God, this day has he made all things pure. And many people, too, have had conversations with Christian people. And they mentioned where they say Jesus died for their sins. Now, Jesus is all of these things that I just mentioned, drinking and eating pork and blood and, you know, fornicating and lying and stealing. And then I turn that over to Jesus. I put that responsibility on Jesus. And the responsibility is resolved because at Jesus' death, my sins were forgiven. See, that's very difficult for a thinking, rational individual to accept. And I know that the people who really and truly believe in that, I don't want to be offensive, but nonetheless, if we read the Quran, Allah or God, <clears throat> he wasn't a passive. He wasn't passive. <laughs> you know, God, he was uh, merciful. And then when the mercy, I mean, how far could you go? And we know that there are laws and rules. Study the book of Moses and we'll see. These are laws. These are rules. These are laws and, and references to keep mankind on a straight path. And remember, there's a believer, there's a disbeliever, and there's also the hypocrite. Quite naturally, the believer, he gets a pass because he's doing all the right things. But those hypocrites, 
fighting nasty has to be uh, rooted out. And they're telling you, the hypocrite is telling you that God has made all things pure. All, all things, meaning bad things, all things. In other words, he's trying to get a pass also. What was forbidden by God in the past to Jesus is still forbidden today. The law, and this is in the time of Prophet Muhammad. He's, he's the second coming of Jesus. He's coming to clarify these things. Now, you can't get away with fornication. You can't get away with uh, adultery. You can't get away with lying and stealing and killing and selling your children and using drugs. No, he's going to condemn the wicked. The same thing that Christ Jesus did in the past, the second coming of Christ in Prophet Muhammad, he's going to do the same. Believe in what I reveal. This is the Quran, verse 41. He said, believe in what I reveal, confirming the revelation which is with you, meaning in the Bible, Christ Jesus. Believe in what I reveal, and what he revealed to Prophet Muhammad is confirming the revelation which is with the Jew and the Christian. Very, very important. You know, it's the blessing that God blesses us to become students. And uh, the more we study, the more we learn, the more we can share with the, the, the people in darkness because quite naturally the people in darkness have been led astray. And God blesses whoever he blesses with light. They have a responsibility to educate the people who are in darkness, whether they accept it or not. still a responsibility. If the majority of the established order are wicked, then the majority have left the minority come to power by their silence. See, if the minority of the established order are wicked, then the majority have let the minority come to power by their silence. You know, they have become so strong. The followers of Shaitan, they have become so strong as a minority group in our society that the majority, no, don't say that, brother, don't, 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 don't say that. Don't. And then when they tell you that, they whisper as if Satan is standing right behind their back. The silence. So we allow it by our silence. You know, in the Quran it says, cast truth at falsehood until you knock out his brain. And the Prophet Muhammad also said, when you see a wrong, he said, set out to change it with your hands. And if you're not strong enough to change it with your hands, maybe the opportunity will present itself. He said, then with your voice, say something about it. And if you feel, still feel that you're not strong enough to think about it, then at least hate it in the heart. And I heard Imam Muhammad say two things. He said, Number one, you have an option here. You can not say nothing because you might get in trouble or you can just hate it in your heart. But even, and at another time, he said that he didn't believe that that was talking to a man because a man just don't hate things in his heart. See, that's for women. He said a man, either he's going to set out to change it with his hands and if he can't, he will at least speak out 
loud. And if he don't speak loud, even soft, <laughs> but he has to speak out. That's a man. You just say, well, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'll just cover it up in my heart. No, that's not what this is talking about. Change it with our hands or change it with our voice. In other words, be vocal. And if you know the truth, you should say the truth. God is with us. God is our protector. He's our provider. And quite nasty God is the best Noah. As I mentioned earlier, time goes by so fast that we have to come to a conclusion. I was just notified that there's 60 60 seconds left, so we're going to cut off here and we continue part four next week. And uh, hopefully we can conclude this and go on to another topic. And uh, right now, see, I've had been doing a lot of reading on the topic and you know, it's enlightening me just to learn more about Islam and also learn more about Christianity. So Imam Mawati Muhammad, as I mentioned earlier, if you get an opportunity, he has a he's on a website, it's called New Africa Radio dot com. New Africa Radio dot com. Check him out, he has some articles, he has some tapes, very interesting information. So once again, this is your host, John Nasheed. Do my development project a focus on issues of concern. Thank you. Peace.